This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and everywhere. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who are champions. I'm Shelley and... I'm Kathy. Hormones are a huge issue for women. Our bodies are regulated by them, and this even applies to men. Women, though, have more issues with hormones, so when they go out of balance, they can really throw us off. Hormones must work together to keep our bodies functioning properly. Major stress and life events can throw them off. A high-stress lifestyle can seriously throw off hormones. Today, we have a hormone expert and naturopathic doctor. Dr. Casey Griegel helps her patients restore their thyroid, adrenal, and reproductive hormones with holistic hormone support. We're looking forward to her insights so we can help women get themselves back into balance. Welcome, Dr. Casey. Pardon the pun, but I'd say you're just what the doctor ordered for our listeners. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So it seems like women are quite often pigeonholed. I, I know the medical community for so many years kind of modeled it um, after the man's body, which makes no sense at all. When women have had hormone issues, they haven't been taken as seriously as they should be. And so often the medical community has used the word hysterical to describe women, which is actually a Greek origin, the word hyster which describes the uterus, but something that shows a mental breakdown or some sort of insufficiency that pertains to women. And it's influenced how women have been treated by the medical community and how they've been cared for. Women get a bad rap when it comes to hormones, you know? Well, you know, that's a really interesting point because, because our conventional medical community has some really amazing tools. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I am 100% in favor of um, helping ourselves any way we can. And, you know, in my therapy, I, I did it all. I did surgery. I did chemotherapy. Um, I did radiation. But where the medical, conventional medical community really doesn't have a lot of tools is where we're looking at subtle things that happen over the long term and the ability to support our individual organ systems naturally and, and sustainably. Um, so th just in the way of being able to help to um, restore function over time. So that's where uh, we have some amazing natural tools for helping to support all of our, our um, hormone or endocrine organ systems. So do you think there's, there's an actual disconnect in the medical community on working with women. I know that when I've gone to doctors, some of them can be really good and some of them are just, I feel like I'm being pigeonholed into a baseline and it just doesn't fit and they don't always listen. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, basically what we have with our, you know, with the way that we practice medicine in this country is it's very disease based. And so when we look at people, you know, in, a, in the Western model, we tend to see people as either sick or healthy, and there's no spectrum. And so when we can really look at health as a spectrum, our hormones are very, very, um, they're very, very subtle. 
and they're very uh, difficult to, you know, sort of say this is this is sick or this is healthy. There are some very specific situations where our hormones can be, um, you know, wildly out of balance, and that's a very specific kind of situation. But for most of us, as we go through our life, because our hormones are so uh, they're so sensitive to our environment and they're so sensitive to the ways that, um, you know, we care for ourselves. Um, and they have to be because they have to be reacting to keep our body in balance relative to our environment. Um, but you know, our conventional medical community doesn't have a ton of tools. It's really what's in your toolbox. And if, you know, it's hard when you don't have a tool in your toolbox to fix something, Mm -hmm. to be able to really address it. And so that's really where I'm coming from is we have a lot of really good tools in our toolbox for helping um, hormones to, to be at their best. Sorry. I didn't know that uh, uh, hormones reacted to your environment. I had no idea like, and, or the way that you treat your body and its environment. I didn't really realize that I guess they go hand in hand until just now. And now that you said it, I started thinking because I mean, I'm turning 53 here in a few months and I, I've noticed there's a big change in, in everything that that's happening to my body. And that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for saying that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and yes, you are right in the thick of it at 53. Absolutely. So, um, you know, what's very interesting is that our thyroid and our adrenal glands and our reproductive hormones, you know, our estrogen and progesterone, they're all connected. They're all controlled by our brain. So our brain, ultimately, we have um, a gland that's in the middle of our brain that's called our hypothalamus. And our hypothalamus makes the signals that tells all of those different uh, hormone producing organs to do their job. And so um, all of those hormones are super interconnected. And what I often see is that as women get into their late thirties and forties and even fifties, um, that if one hormone like thyroid, for instance, if that hormone is starting to get out of balance, we might see the other hormones get out of balance at the same time. Yeah. Like my, my thyroid died five years ago and I'm on Synthroid and it keeps going up and up and I'm up, up to 125 uh, MCGs that I take every day. But man, like I just, I don't know. Um, we're going to talk after this. I got to, <laughs> I feel like I'm way out of whack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what we, so just going back to that environment yeah. and the, that environmental control, yeah. you know, our brains. So because our brains are in charge of our hormones, Um, they really are, our hormones are very, very sensitive to our environment. They change, um, you know, according to light and dark exposure, um, our sleep and wake cycles, stress can play a huge role, um, even hot and cold exposure, you know, for instance, Hmm. um, with the hypothyroid, um, if you go outside and exercise in the cold weather, that boosts up thyroid production. So our, I mean, even hot and cold I didn't either. Wow. All sorts of things play an interesting role. And one of the things that's really interesting, just like this is sort of an aside. One of the things that's really interesting is that um, a lot of our neurotransmitter production and our neurotransmitters are the chemicals in our brains that tell us how we think and how we move and how we you know, react to situations. Um, we have lots of those receptors in our eyes. And they're very reactive to light. Um, and that 
that reactivity can actually change the way that we produce our hormones as well. So even, um, you know, what I tell a lot of women is, you know, especially up in Alberta, um, you know, if you're during these like very dark months between November mm-hmm. and January, uh, if you, if you're outside, don't wear sunglasses. I mean, of course, like if you're out in the snow, don't go snow blind, like don't anything that's going to hurt your eyes, wear some sunglasses. If you're driving into the sun, wear sunglasses, but generally keep them off because you're stimulating your thyroid health when you, when you see the sunshine. Really? Wow. So, okay. So what, so would this play against me? Cause uh, when I work up North, um, all through the winter on, when I'm on night shift for two weeks, I don't see the sun at all. I get up and it's dark. I, I go to bed. It's dark. So two weeks, zero sun. Does that, do you think that has affect anything and night shift? And, um, cause I know yeah, a doctor I mean, did say that night shift does affect women that are in their fifties more than it does anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're, do, again, if you're, yeah, if you're doing night shift, if you're driving at night, um, that, and, and you're not getting a lot of sun, just like natural sun. I mean, Mm -hmm. vitamin D production obviously is very important and plays a role in hormone regulation and that's impacted by our sun exposure, but also just our our ability to see light is really impacts our mood. You know, you know, things like seasonal affective disorder, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It impacts thyroid production. It impacts the way that we have our circadian rhythm, which is the way that our body produces hormones throughout the day and and really impacts um, our adrenal hormones like cortisol. So yeah, that can absolutely play a role. So some women um, or, you know, a lot of people in general, some people will get like a light box, you know, that you can kind of sit in front of while you're eating breakfast or, you know, uh, just hanging out and, uh, and they even make like light glasses that does a, does a ring glasses. light count that I use for uh, my self tapes that I have for my auditions. Can I use the ring light? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do some of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it'll be something, but, um, absolutely. I think it's, it's definitely worth considering, you know, getting some sort of light source, you know, to yeah. help with, um, regulating that, that circadian rhythm, um, the production of hormones you tend to, when it's dark out your, your brain, your pineal gland in your brain wants to make melatonin, which helps you be sleepy and want to sleep. And then when it's light out, it, it, it sort of, um, flips the switch to making, uh, thyroid. Two weeks is a long time with no sun, you know? It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And when we lived up in Alaska, um, it was, a, it was really distinct. And especially for the people who are working that shift up on the North slope where really the sun never came up. Um, we really saw that it was uh, really impactful for their hormone production and for mood and immunity and all those kinds of things. Interesting. When you talk about sunshine, um, I I have throughout my life never liked gray days, gray <laughs> rainy days, especially. Mm. It's like, ugh, it, it's it just seems like harder to get motivated. So it's actually a hormone driven thing then. Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that it really impacts the way that you produce, again, those neurotransmitters, which are sort of like hormones for your brain. Okay. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Great leaders challenge their people not to stop at the first right answer. Tighten the Lug Nuts is the book that will help you move past that first right answer to be more effective, more productive, and more successful. 
This book serves as a blueprint that can be easily applied by leaders, entrepreneurs, truckers, owner-operators, all of us in our everyday lives. This is one of the best leadership books you can read to help you accelerate towards your personal and professional goals. Plus, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to truckerschristmasgroup.org. Visit tightenthelugnuts.com to order your copy today. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Could, could you explain to, for the listeners out there, because I'm sure there's a lot of women who don't know what the function of the adrenal gland is. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like the adrenal glands are really sort of a linchpin in our, adre- in our hormone health, especially as we go through menopause. So our adrenal glands are, um, they're these little pyramid shaped glands. They sit on top of our kidneys um, and our kidneys, you know, filter, filter everything out and uh, they make urine, but they sit there with like little pyramids, little hats on top of the kidneys and they make a wide variety of hormones, but some of the most important hormones for our you know, discussion today are, um, are stress hormones. So they make uh, what we think of as like adrenaline you know, that's, mm-hmm. that, that helps when we have stress. And they, they also make another stress hormone called cortisol. And cortisol is super, super crucial for us because it, it regulates a lot of stuff. Um, what cortisol does, so basically stress for us today is a little bit different than the way that our bodies are programmed to handle stress because historically our ancestors, for our ancestors, stress meant I have to exchange, I have to escape from danger. So I have to Mm -hmm. run in front of the bear, right? I have to climb a tree. And so what stress hormones do is they prepare our bodies to think fast, run fast and escape. So it makes our brains go fast. It makes our heart pump fast and it makes our muscles move quickly. And so that's what our adrenaline does or epinephrine, that's the same, the the medical word for the same thing. And then cortisol, which you maybe have heard of in the media, um, cortisol is a hormone that mobilizes sugar from storage. And so what it does is it takes our stores, it turns it into sugar so you can feed the brain and the muscles and the heart so you can escape from danger. Um, and, and, And cortisol um, is, is produced like we talked about in that circadian rhythm where we have a lot of it first thing in the morning when we wake up and it goes really low at night before while we're supposed to be sleeping. So cortisol is really, really, um, associated with how awake we feel. 
So does it happen often that these the adrenal glands kind of get out of whack as you age or what? Because yeah, I know yeah. I've, I've seen in the pharmacy adrenal supplements, right? And yeah. I've never really paid attention to it because just I don't need to. And so I just kind of walk by. But I was curious about that. Absolutely. So, so there's some really important things about the, the connection between um, adrenal health and cortisol and the rest of our hormones. So one of the things that's really important is that um, we, our adrenals function, you know, because they're so tuned to how much stress that we feel, the, the stress response is, is, you know, sort of all uh, governed by our adrenals. And if we have a ton of stress over time, what happens is our adrenals become like trigger happy. Like they want to, they just, the smallest amount of stress. And I hear this from my patients a lot, that they'll say, I just don't tolerate stress anymore. Like my husband comes in and says something to me and I fly off the handle or my kids do something and I, and I get so upset and I, that's not me. And so as we have lots of stress over time, what can happen is that our adrenals start producing those hormones really easily. And then, you know, and so what we end up having is what we call something like adrenal fatigue. So adrenal fatigue is when those adrenals just, they don't produce as optimally anymore. And there's kind of a couple stages. One of those stages is kind of at the beginning, we'll see people who they don't sleep very well because they're making stress hormones all night. You may have insomnia because of that. Um, you may have uh, weight gain because of it, you, because cortisol is mobilizing sugar. And then guess what happens if we mobilize sugar and then we don't go running through the trees, we just keep sitting wherever we're sitting. Um, that sugar doesn't get used. It comes back to our liver and our liver turns it into triglycerides. And then guess what? It gets put around our bellies and then we gain weight around the belly. No fun at all. Right. No that's the first type of adrenal fatigue where we have this sort of increase in hormones and it makes us feel like we have more stress all the time. Yeah. And then what happens what I'm going through right now, my God, I've been, all of a sudden I have like, I'm up like insomnia and I've never had that problem. My God. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as your hormones, as your reproductive hormones change and as your thyroid changes, all of those can potentially, um, they can also potentially all potentially play a role in mm -hmm. insomnia. They can all make it so you don't sleep well, but, but cortisol is kind of a first thing. Um, what we see over time as cortisol gets, it, as our adrenals get more depleted is that, um, then you just, you know, that's when you get really fatigued and your adrenals sort of just like poop out and they just don't make those stress hormones at all. And that's when you feel super exhausted. Dr. Casey, is, the, is there a way that we can take control of our bodies? Uh, you hear about bioidentical hormones and all of that. I, I think especially with women, we want to be regulated here. It's, it's like uh, yeah. you feel like you're being betrayed by your body when it's doing this and that. It's like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> That's right. So the reason I, I, I go on and on and on about adrenals is because, like I said, I feel like it's really the linchpin in our hormone health, because as we go through menopause, our ovaries, you know, our ovaries are what make our estrogen and progesterone as we go through our, you know, sort of fertile years. But as we go through menopause, they shut down, they stop. And the production of estrogen and progesterone, guess where that job goes? Our adrenal glands. Okay. So our adrenal glands are already super tired from a life of high, of high stress. 
menopause is really hard. You know, people really struggle through menopause. And so a lot of what, um, a lot of the, you know, the things that we can do to kind of take control, first of all, is, you know, we can really work on our, the way that our minds interpret our environment. So, you know, ultimately it's about your mind feeling safe and in control of your world. And that can take a lot of self-reflection. It can take a lot of reorganizing of how your life works, but the more we can feel, because we're supposed to have stress, you know, stress helps us grow. But if our life is overwhelmed by stress, um, you know, Kathy, I know you do a lot of work with people in super high stress situations and, it can be very hard to get out of a very stressful life situation, but the Mm -hmm. more we can really um, tend to ourselves and practice like like hit the beach uh, when I'm here in California, that works. That's right. Hit the beach. I mean, and you know, so, so when I teach, I, you know, I teach a women's health transformation masterclass. And I really like to start with what I call the foundations of hormone health. And those foundations, I like to think of it as a three-legged stool and the legs, there's three legs and their nourishment. So, you know, what you put in your body, their rest. So how you actually, you know, take time off from life's duties and there's movement. So, so, you know, movement and exercise is really critical. Those are the three legs. And then the top of that stool that ultimately everything rests upon is mental health because the way that we can manage our stress and the way that we can, you know, if we feel powerful and in control of our lives, we're doing what we love. We're doing what makes us feel full of joy. And, you know, if we can, if we can find that place in, in our life, that's what all of those other pieces are feeding. So ultimately our our hormones can be in control. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I think that women especially, they're frustrated. I mean, one thing that's always, I found confusing, as a child, you don't have any of this stuff going on. Then all of a sudden you go into adolescence or prepubescence or whatever, and the world goes out of control and it just stays that way. Why does the body do that to a female body? It's like, (laughs) that's that's, that's a great question. So, so this is the thing. And I really like, okay. So I really like to frame all of this um, in a way that we can really look at our hormones as gifts, you know, and superpowers, even bigger than a gift as a superpower, because this is the thing we have the ability to, make new people and feed them. Okay. That's amazing. It really is. And, yeah. and we really need to honor that, that we have that gift in our life. Right. However, turns out that's, that's a lot of work and it's a lot for a body to do. So in order for that body to be able to really, um, make this amazing miracle happen, you know, we have to have this extra sensitivity to, to the world around us and extra sensitivity to our internal landscape as well. And so that's why our hormones can make us kind of crazy because if we live in a way that's out of balance, you know, and that's, that's where we differ from men. Men are kind of similar throughout their lives, but women's bodies have to be super dynamic. And that's our gift is that ability to shift. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, but, but if we're living in a way that's out of balance, our body's like, nope, you're going to feel, you're going to feel crappy and I'm going to tell you. 
Oh yeah, you you, you can feel um, like a, a lot of women have premenstrual syndrome. Uh, they they f- start feeling really irritable, and and then all of a sudden, then you've got the menstrual cycle, and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm in so much pain. Ah, this is not handy. And then they feel better for maybe a week or two, and then it's uh, let's do it again. Ah, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, so, so yes, it is great that we can reproduce people, but it's also, uh, it's, it can also feel like a burden and hopefully, you know, we can, you know, as women, I think that, you know, just really feel empowered around, you know, what our bodies are, are able to do, but also, you know, if things don't feel right, know that you have options and you have things that you can do as a strategy to help manage um, you know, whether you're having super heavy cycles or whether you're mm-hmm. having lots of cramps or whether you're having terrible, you know, what they call premenstrual dysphoric disorder, AKA you're super crabby before your period, or if you're having terrible menopausal symptoms, all of these things are manageable and we have good tools. So I want you to, you know, beyond just sort of like reframing the way we think about hormones, I also want you to know that there are tools that we can, that we can use that um, can really help things to be more Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So what kind of tools do you offer? Because, you know, I think that all of us would like to say, hey, I just want to pop this one pill. My life is going to have total equilibrium throughout my life. I'm, I'm not going to lose my hair, this and that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and go, ah, what was that? What's in the mirror today? Oh, yeah. You know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know that feeling. I do know that feeling. So, um, so some of the things that we can do. So uh, obviously those like those three pillars of the stool, you know, eating good food, resting when you need to rest and moving your body, your body's programmed to do all those things. So those are first, those are what we call the determinants of health. Mm-hmm. But, been, but beyond that, you know, if you need extra help, we, you know, there are different botanicals that are super helpful for helping to regulate cycles um, that are helping to, that are great for helping to manage things like hot flashes. Um, you know, there are really good tools, you know, lots of, so, so before I became a doctor, I was an herbalist. And so I tend to lean pretty hard on my sort of what we would call herbal allies. So the different types of plants that, that grow in the ground that, that have different biochemical properties that can help to, you know, change our, again, our inner landscape. So we feel better. So, um, so like I said, I just, I tend to lean on botanicals more, um, maybe than other providers, but, um, we have really good botanicals for um, things like uh, adrenal fatigue and restoring adrenal health. We call them adaptogens. 
Okay. Um, but you know, so I, those are, that's, that's part of what I do. Um, but then we also can, um, you know, we can use things like, um, uh, you know, different nutrients, um, to help to, you know, so for a lot of women, one issue is that when we have a ton of stress, all of that cortisol, um, and blood sugar spiking moves us towards metabolic syndrome or diabetes. So we can use nutrients like chromium or vanadium to help to balance blood sugar, um, while we're getting our adrenals in line. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's one place that we can you know use nutrients. Um, I always like to make sure that your nutrients in general are replete. So, um, optimally you're getting all your nutrients from your food, but if you're living on the road and you're not getting fresh stuff all the time, you know, using something like a whole foods based multivitamin that comes from food. So your body can process it well, Right. um, that can be, you know, really helpful just to make sure that you're getting everything that you need. So we have a lot of different sort of natural tools. And then one of the things that, that we can also use if, if necessary, I kind of think of it as like my, my last choice, um, is we can use some bio bioidentical hormones to manage symptoms. And those are hormones that are natural. They're synthesized from things like soy and licorice. Um, and they more closely match the hormones that your body would naturally make on its own. So that basically where you need to start is to balance out the adrenals before you look at everything else. Is, is that kind of what people need to think about? Yeah. I mean, so when women come to see me, generally the first thing that I do is, um, is, you know, if we're, if we're trying to figure out what hormone is actually out of balance, which like I said, a lot of times it's more than one. Um, a lot of times we'll, we'll do some hormone testing. And so that way we can get a good idea of, you know, what is your cortisol doing and where are your estrogen and progesterone levels? And what about testosterone, your androgens? Those are really important too, for you to feel vital and, you know, full of, full of energy. And then we'll look at the thyroid as well. So, you know, the first place that I like to look as a doctor is lab results because I like the data. I want to know exactly what's happening. But for a lot of women, if you know that you're starting to have these different symptoms, if you, you know, if you feel like, you know, you want to do this without seeing the, you know, without seeing the lab results, you know, adrenals are a good place to start because if you're, if you have a super stressful life and you're really tired, that's a good, that's, you you can't go wrong with giving yourself some adrenal support. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'll be doing. I'll be checking into that when we hang up (laughs) because I've been kind of curious about that. Hmm. I'm so happy we're talking. My God. (laughs) And and I know that thyroid is, is a huge issue and women are more prone to thyroid irregularities and it can run in families. Um, I was diagnosed uh, back in 2008 with Graves disease, had no idea. And that's, that's the opposite of a slow thyroid. It's hyperthyroid. And it, it took, I don't know how many endocrinologists I had to actually go to in Michigan. I had to go to the Detroit area to an expert in thyroid. And he ran a couple tests. He's like, yep, that's what you have. And he said, you're on page 11 of my book. I'm like, okay. And then I'm reading this going, oh my goodness, because it, it can affect your eyes. And yep. he said, he said your, your eyeballs are a little bit larger. I said, what do I do? He said, well, um, there, there are certain things you can do. He said, not a whole lot we can do to treat it. We can irradiate your thyroid. Um, yep. 
And I said, I said, what's the worst case scenario here? Well, your eyeballs will keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger till we have to grind oh out our eye sockets. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You know? Yeah. And I've been able to regulate it, but I've had to do a lot of research um, because I didn't want to take any kind of uh, artificial chemicals or anything like that. And certainly irradiating your thyroid uh, wasn't an option I wanted to pursue. Um, I have been taking selenium. That seems to have helped. And in really watching my diet, um, mm. but, and, and so it, it kind of calmed itself. But it was, okay. it was a shock to me. And basically, when you have a hyperthyroid, you can eat, neat, neat, neat. It can work against you. You'll just get skinnier and skinnier. <laughs> it just that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. What? So your thyroid, in a very basic, you know, just for your listeners, the, the you know, for like in a very basic way, your thyroid regulates sort of the rate at which your body works. Uh-huh. So, you know, to give like very specific examples, if your thyroid is low, people tend to gain weight their you know, things are just slow down. Like their heart rate slows down. They feel cold. They may get constipated. Things just sort of slow down. But if mm-hmm. you have hyperthyroid, like you had Graves disease, um, things speed up. So you, you lose weight. Um, your heart can race. You can feel mm-hmm. sweaty. Um, you can have diarrhea, you know, things just are moving a little bit faster. Yeah. And so, and yes, exophthalmos, that's where your eyeballs pop out. That is no joke. And that's something you definitely have to be super aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with the thyroid, that is something that, um, nutrients do work super well with because you know, something like selenium tends to block the antibodies that will attack your thyroid. Mm-hmm. So that can, so that, you know, you're doing that and that can be super helpful. Um, things like tyrosine, tyrosine is an amino acid, and that is a building block for thyroid hormone. And so people can use that, um, things like iodine, because that's also one of the primary things that your, that your thyroid hormone is made out of that can be helpful. But I do want to just mention to your listeners, because I do have a lot of patients who will come in and, um, either they've seen on the internet or someone has recommended to them to take high dose iodine Mm -mm. and, I really, um, and it's, that's something that I, I see a lot and it's been, it's been kind of popular in the natural medicine community for a long time, Yeah. but high dose iodine is very unpredictable and it can make your thyroid go way high or right. way low. And you kind of don't know what it's going to do. So yes. I tend to just, you know, take the amount, that the RDA amount of iodine. Sure. The, the endocrinologist that uh, had finally diagnosed me told me to stay completely away from iodine because it would mm-hmm. um, be toxic to me because of uh, the graves and so forth. So I I, That's right. I, I use sea salt and, and I, I stay completely away from any kind of iodine. If I were to have surgery, I have to avoid like a betadine solution, any of that, um, uh, any kind of contrast agent. If I were to have uh, any kind of testing done, um, it can't be iodine based. So that's right. That doesn't seem to be the case, though, with people with hypothyroidism. That's right. Sometimes people, you know, hypothyroid is um, far more uh, common in in the world than um than hyperthyroid. Mm-hmm. Um, hypothyroidism is, um, it's very common in certain places where, you know, there's not a lot of iodine in the diet. And yeah. so, you know, if you've ever heard of a goiter, you know, that, yep. that's when you, you, oh, yeah. you don't get enough dietary iodine. And so yep. people can- My grandmother on my dad's side had goiter. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's why they started iodizing all our salt is because, mm-hmm. um, you know, goiter was was so common um, in, in previous generations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I, iodine can be, uh, you know, it's really important and it's, it's absolutely critical, but if you have hyperthyroid, then you do want to, um, you know, take your time to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Is there, I know there's not a one size fits all, but is there a way that women can take control of their bodies? Because it really does feel like we're out of control. <laughs> For as soon as yeah. we become adolescents, the, our body betrays us in some way. How do we bring it back into balance and and look and feel the way we want? Well, that's such a great question. And that's actually my favorite part of my practice is when I get to work with women who are able to discover things about themselves that they know that when they do X, I'm going to feel like Y. And I know that if I do something else, then I'm going to feel better. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So a great place to start with that is your diet, because, you know, the things that you eat are, it's very concrete. It's very easy to see. And um, so with a lot of women, I'll do food sensitivity testing to see if there's anything that's actually um, that that they are eating that is causing some reactivity in their body. And often, you know, when we see people, so there's, there's allergies, which, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of like, you know, people eat shellfish or they eat peanuts and they blow up right away. That's a, that's a, that's one type of allergy, but there's a, there's a type of sensitivity that's delayed that a lot of people will have towards different types of foods that when they eat them, they may have symptoms that don't come up for several hours or even a couple of days. And so this is something you can do on your own. You do not have to test. Sometimes testing makes a little clear as to what you, you know, do with your, with, uh, food eliminations and reintroductions. Mm-hmm. But for some people, what we'll see is that when um, you eat certain foods, you it can cause symptoms. So that can cause mental problems. It can cause agitation or anxiety or depression. Certain foods can. Like gluten. Like gluten, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for people who are, um, you know, who have any sort of autoimmune thyroid issue, gluten is a great one to keep out because it tends to really aggravate that issue. Um, and, you know, there are other food things like, yeah, I think for me, the top few that I see are gluten and dairy and eggs. And sometimes I'll see soy as a problem for people. But, um, you know, doing some basic testing where you'll say, okay, I'm going to take this out of my diet for two weeks. I'm going to see how I feel. And then you add it back and you see how you feel. And that can really, you know, the types of things, I also see physical manifestations, you know, things like rashes and joint pain and asthma, um, you know, different skin manifestations, and it can really play a big role in um, helping you start to feel like you're in control of things like, oh, if I stop, you know, drinking wine for three weeks, um, oh, my sleep gets better, my hot flushes get better, and my energy gets better. Mm-hmm. You know, and so doing these different experiments, I like to think of them as experiments because you don't have to think that you have to do it forever. You take something out of your life, you put it back, you see how you felt without it and how you, and how you feel with it again. And that can be very empowering. So that's one way that we can really take, you know, power is, you know, a diet is, you know, changing things in your diet, changing our habits can make a big difference. And we can do, you know, other types of things like, you know, start walking 30 minutes a day, see how you feel. 
you know, just making these small changes that give you an awareness of how your body reacts and how your body feels is huge. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. TNCRadio.live is proud to carry the Steve Summers Overnight Drive Show. TNCRadio.live is dedicated to commercial drivers. We offer the news, traffic, and weather you need, and the entertainment, sports, talk, music, and celebrity interviews you want to hear 24-7. We have original shows and trucker podcasts that feature some of your favorites, like Ice Road Alex Demogorski and America's Truckin' Sweetheart Marcia Campbell. TNCRadio.live is convenient and designed for professional drivers. The best part is we're free, and you can listen anywhere you are on the road. With just one tap, you can tune into Steve Summers and us right on your phone. Simply download our app by going to app.tncradio.live. That's app.tncradio.live. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. What about sugar? Tell us what is, how does that affect hormones or does it? So sugar can absolutely uh, impact our hormones in a couple of ways. Um, one is the you know, blood sugar. I know blood sugar issues is huge. is a huge problem in the trucking community. It's a huge problem in our, you know, our whole society. You know, when, when we have chronically elevated blood sugar, um, it, it, really, you know, it can lead to things like diabetes and that's, that's important, but from a hormone perspective, chronically elevating the blood sugar really impacts a few things. It impacts cortisol levels just because those tend to bounce around as the blood sugar bounces around as well. When we have chronically elevated blood sugar, it can um, increase our testosterone levels. And when testosterone levels are high, it suppresses our production of progesterone. And that can do a couple of things. One is it can give us, you know, hot flashes and that kind of thing. Um, you know, all those sort of menopausal symptoms, but also during our reproductive years, if our progesterone levels are low and our testosterone is high, it can lead to something called PCOS, which can really impact our cycles and it can really impact, um, the, our ability to, you know, get pregnant. So those are, those are some of the ways. And then just, just sort of like on a basic level, you know, on a day-to-day level, if you eat a bunch of sugar or drink a bunch of wine tends to be the worst, but any alcohol, you know, in the evening, that tends to be the two biggest triggers for hot flashes. Interesting. Hmm. So I'm assuming people, it's a good idea to quit drinking pop <laughs> or soda, I guess, as you guys say in the States. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Pop is a Canadian or soda. Um, there are a lot of good reasons to not drink uh, pop or soda. One of them is the sugar for sure. And then the other is that a lot of them have phosphoric acid in them. That's how they make the bubbles. And that is very hard on your bones. So I know that we all oh, really? want to avoid osteoporosis as, you know, uh, later in life. And, um, you know, that phosphoric acid can be, can really be troublesome with, um, you know, causing bone loss. I did not know that. And Thank you. Calcium is, is is important throughout a woman's life. Am I correct? I mean, when you think about it, um, if a woman has a, a child, um, she faces calcium depletion during the pregnancy and everything else. Um, how does a woman protect against osteopenia, osteoporosis, all of that? 
Absolutely. So um, estrogen is a big um, factor in, um, in bone health. Mm-hmm. So because estrogen actually helps to replace that healthy bone. So once we go through menopause, um, it, that, you know, we need more calcium and, but it's not just about calcium. It needs to be a balance. So calcium is important, but also magnesium to balance the calcium is important. And then we also have some of the micronutrients, things like boron, um, again, vanadium, um, that can be really, really, uh, you know, vitamin K, those are all and vitamin D. Those are all really important for bone health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, postmenopausally I do, and especially for, for women like me who are young breast cancer survivors who got to go through menopause real early. Um, it is extra important because a lot of women who are taking things like tamoxifen or other estrogen blockers, t- tamoxifen does not impact bone health, but if you're taking, um, some of the other, um, estrogen blockers that can really impact bone health. So, so the nutrition is really important. And then the other piece, um, postmenopausally is weight bearing exercise. So the more we basically, the more pressure we put on our bones, the more our bones say, Oh, we need to replace ourselves. And so, um, if you're seated all day long, you know, once you are up, it's important that you, you know, if you can take a jog, if you can take a walk, if you can, you know, do some weightlifting, anything that's that's weight bearing, that's exercise is going to really, um, yield huge rewards for your bones over time. There are so many things that go into how the body reacts to things. It's it's uh, so interesting, and I'm, I'm not sure we can unpack this all in an hour. But uh, oh wow, I mean you've you've really uh, come up with some information here I had not heard about, and and this is terrific. Uh, do you work with people remotely? Can they call you up or reach out to your website and and say oh, hey? Sure. Yeah. So um, I do have a website. It's goldenholisticmedicine.com. Um, and I, um, you know, I love, I love working with women and helping their, you know, get their hormones back into balance. And we can do that as, you know, you know, I can be your doctor, but I also teach courses and you can take my classes through my website. Um, again, I do have that, uh, women's hormone transformation masterclass that, um, I'm actually starting the next round here on March 8th, mm-hmm. um, because I just want, I just want everyone to, you know, know all these things that they can do to care for themselves for the long term. Oh, it's super important. And yeah. I think and you know, thanks to uh thanks to the pandemic, I would say probably 75% of my appointments these days are, are by telemedicine. So I see folks all over the place. So essentially you can do uh, you can order a blood work and then you you look and see what's going on in, in each person's body. Am I correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have all sorts of interesting ways that we can we can test, um, get different information than you might get from your conventional provider. And um, I do look at I do look at your regular blood results as well. You know, things like your blood count and your you know chemistries and your thyroid. Those things I absolutely look at. But then we can also do more um, in depth panels about how your hormones are functioning. We can look at things like food sensitivities. If you're having digestive issues, which so many of us do, we can do things like stool microbiome. Um, so we know it's actually living in there. So if you want to take something like a probiotic, you know which one to take. Oh, cool. So we've got all sorts of really interesting ways that we can dig into um, your personal balance. 
This is really, really cool because I, I think a lot of women feel like uh, they're off kilter. They feel like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and they just want to be brought to center because they're afraid they're going to fall one way or the other. It's like, what is happening to my body at any yeah. given time with the hormonal shifts and everything? Yeah. I mean, and as women, we balance so much. You know, we have, you know, I run a business. I have two daughters you know, we, we, we're all, we all have so much going on and we're responsible for so many parts of our lives. And even when they're all parts of our lives that are so beautiful and so important and we feel so good tending to them, mm -hmm. it's still a lot to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so if we, you know, and, and the other part of that is because we're tending so many things, we tend to get tended last. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And the thing is, when you get tended last, we don't hold up. You know, if you don't, if you don't tend to your equipment, it breaks down and we're, yeah. we have to, we have to tend to our own selves so we can continue to take care of everything around us. Sure. Where do people find you, Dr. Casey? So my website is um, goldenholisticmedicine.com. And you are welcome to take a look there. And you're always welcome to uh, to send me an email. It, it's uh, which we can you know we can put on the on the the link. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Casey. Um, we're running out of time here, but uh, you've really uh, given us a lot of great insight onto how the body works because sometimes it's just a mystery. <laughs> Yes, it is a wonderful mystery, but uh -huh. I really hope that we can all, you know, unravel enough that we can all keep feeling well. I'm well, definitely going to be contacting you about, <laughs> about my whole issues that are going on. Like I'm feeling I'm all over the place. So wonderful. I'm so happy we, we had you on the show today. Absolutely. It's just so much fun to talk with you guys. Thank you, Dr. Casey. This is terrific. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.